Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toppy, toppy. Hashtag buttheadies. That's magnificent. Hello, John. Up and down. Well done. Bye bye. Hello and welcome to ABW Live. This is number 298. This is the post-game show for Arsenal nil, Man City 3 in the end. Could have been a cricket score, but I think we got away with that one. Uh, Joining me this evening, I have joined first by Carl. Carl, how it's going? Hello, hello, hello. How are you, Josh? Um, I'm all right. I mean, I expected to lose, so I'm slightly happy that it wasn't by more. Do you know what I mean? It's kind more of like, the manner rather than the score. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It could have been 20. We could have lost that by, but 3-0, you kind of feel, oh, it's all right. But anyway, a man that I know will not be happy about this result, and he is stepping in last minute because John Welsh, we'll just end it there, is Jason. Jason, how's it going? Oh, not great, is it, pal? No. No, I'm it's not, not angry. I'm not sad. I'm not even disappointed. <laughs> yeah, it's very apathetic with that kind of result, isn't it? You're so. Like, oh. But anyway, we are joined by the great chat box as always for these shows. And who was in there first? Because I even wrote it down this time. It was Daz three one six was first in the box, and then Thomas in Norway was there. Uh, and two three six five one hundred. Oh, I made a couple of donations as well. Gabrielle and J Rob slid in and uh, popped some coins in our slot. Thank you very much. And to all seventy eight of you that are watching, guess some likes. Otherwise, Jason's here. He'll shout at you. Uh, but should we start with the game? I suppose, Carl. Um, what did you make of the lineups? Considering with all our injury worries, that was the lineup that kind of picked itself. I think the only questions would have been who would we have played in defence, whether you would have gone with um, bringing back David Luiz, uh, whether Socrates would have started, or did Chambers deserve to kind of keep his spot um, in centre midfield? So I think the team kind of picked itself. I'm going to be honest, that's probably the, the team that I would have chose. Um, I don't think Freddie got anything wrong within the starting lineup, at least. Uh, maybe the tactics may have been a bit mm, skewed with, but as for the players on the pitch, I think it was the, the probably the only logical choice that we could have chosen given our injury crisis. Yeah. Uh, Jace, what did you reckon to that lineup as well? Was there anything that kind of concerned you, especially around the uh, buzzword at the moment, our midfield? Um, the lack of ball playing ability from deep. Okay. You had no Xhaka there today, no Louise. So, you know, in order to use the pace of Martinelli, Pepe and Aubameyang, you've got nobody who can do it. Um, we'll get on to our midfield a bit later, but I, I you know, look, I'm, I, I don't want to knock Freddie, but I guess it, it's really difficult trying to sort out the mess that Unai's left us in. But if you if you knock up ball players in this in, in this team with the pace we have up front, I think you know you're 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 making a rod for your own back. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's some really great comments already going on in our in our chat box. Uh, who was my favourite one? Uh, Drogon one two seven 
uh, doesn't want us to turn into leads. I thought that was very apt with our squad at the moment. Uh, let's start with the game. Uh, well, we kick off one minute, what, 30 seconds was it? Martinelli with that chance. I think there were, this, that's the positive we've got from it, right, Carl? What did you reckon? We, I was thinking, I was super pipes. I was like, yes, Martinelli, he's the man to take down Man City. Do you know, and the thing is, what's really funny, and I guess we'll talk about it, is that I kind of missed the first um, 30 seconds of the game, uh, or the first minute, I should say, because I went out. And when I came back in, I heard Martin um, Tyler speaking like in his hyped voice. So I come running down the hallway thinking, oh, shit. <laughs> and I was seen, I was like, oh. But, but, but then I rewound the game, and I was like, oh, so we did have like a chance, and then... <laughs> Yeah, and then <laughs> what happened, happened. Yeah, so Jace, we were in the game for 30 seconds and then Kevin De Bruyne, <laughs> do you want to talk us through it? Because that, that kid, you know, I thought he was going to be doing Home Alone conventions at this time of year. Oh, honestly, I mean, you know, what a player. What a player. I remember when City signed and there were people taking the mickey and he's just phenomenal. But again, um, our midfield is nowhere no screening whatsoever um, to help the back four. Um, the ball comes through as a G- G- Jesus, um, uh, or Jesus, whatever you're going to call him, um, takes Chambers down the byline. Chambers can't jump in. He's in the box. He can't jump in. He's going to give a penalty away. And, well, you know, Caller and um, uh, Socrates, right. It's just pathetic, isn't it? Yeah, I think you've also got Torreira as well. Never looks uh, over his shoulder at that point. Uh, Torreira and Guendouzi the utter example of incompetence. Absolutely. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to swear. I'm not going to swear, but they're an embarrassment. And whoever thought that these two could hold down a Premier League, league midfield, you need your heads tested because you don't know nothing about football. Nothing about football. Torreira and Guendouzi today were awful from start to finish. And I don't give a damn about age. I don't give a damn about anything. They, you know, you can see the runners coming up to you and there's no real effort to get over it there for it. You have to see them first, don't you? And Torreira never did that. Carl, uh, what did you want to say on the point as well? Kolasinac, I don't understand how... So Kolasinac, his main role in the team is to defend our left side. That's that's by and by that is his main role. Uh, where we get up and down the pitch. Now, I don't understand how he cannot see uh, KDB. I have no idea how he doesn't see him because you think to yourself, right? All the play is in front of you, so I've got to look what is in my surroundings. What is the main threat? Now, you know that Kevin De Bruyne is in the box and you don't see him and you don't go attracted towards him. And I know some people may say, oh, well, the ball came in a bit fast and it may have got a bit of deflection. And and this is me just trying to almost defend Kolasinac. But with the greatest will in the world, I'm sorry, you're a professional footballer. The main threat is the man in the box and you don't go towards him or you don't uh, get in front of him. I think that is absolutely atrocious. And for me to... The fact that he's now going to be our first choice left back for the next three months is that what we got to? Is that what we've got to come? And now, don't get listen. I understand that Man City are a very good team, and not every team are going to do that to us. However, 
teams will do that. It's still a threat. And teams will say, all right, just, you know, pull back from Kolasinac because he's obviously not going to see people. He's obviously not going to look over his shoulder. I, I just think it was a comedy of errors from a, a number of our players. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, after that, kind of settled for a little bit. Um, Pepe having a little bit of a chance, similar to the De Bruyne one. Carl, what did you think of Martinelli's work down the wing? Because he had Walker on toast, didn't he? I thought he was very, very good. I think, obviously, Kyle Walker is phenomenally fast. He's absolutely just, he could be a, um, a sprinter, definitely he could. Um, but Martinelli played against him smart. He knew he was never going to beat him for pace. You know, not many people do beat Kyle Walker for pace. However, I think Martinelli was very smart. He knew when to go and stand on him. He knew when to uh, be wide of him. I think that Martinelli had a, obviously a, a hard test today with Kyle Walker just with his pace. But I think he, he held himself well. And I think that, you know, against a different opposition, he would have got in behind. Yeah. Jace, we were pressing well at that point, I think, uh, especially with the front three in comparison. But then we have the midfield coming into play. Gwenduzi kind of gets in the wrong position, allows Foden to play the ball out. And it's that man again, 80-yard run back to us, uh, to ball back to Sterling. What did you feel about that kind of? Yeah, I, I thought the press goal. I thought the press is a little half-hearted, okay? But there was no support from the midfield again. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Um, the, the midfield today was in, invisible, um, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, and De Bruyne, he's, a, he's just a fabulous, fabulous footballer, isn't he? He's just absolutely fabulous. And and, and the way he, he, he just kind of, he danced through us, you know. He, 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 he did not even have to make too much, too much, there wasn't even too much effort about it, was there? He just drove forward we kind of fell off, you know. Gwendozy watched him go past. A couple of other players watched him go past. And before you know it, um, uh, Sterling's got, you know, scoring. It, I don't, I'm just so disappointed by it all, to be honest, Dave. It, yeah. it was just, it was abject, wasn't it? It was, I thought Unai Emery was on the touchline. Yeah, Chambers was not having a good first half, was he, Carl? Because that was the second kind of time he'd been. Yeah, he'd been absolutely agree he I don't know um, we all have these we all want our players to do well no no Arsenal fan wants players not to do well we want our players to succeed however I think sometimes as Arsenal fans we have this uh, maybe un, unreal notion of players to think that oh yeah they're going to do it they're going to do well like you have one game and then you have a run of everyone saying, oh yeah, this person's a world beater, this person's this, that and the other. And then you, you have games like this where basic defending, he doesn't do and Basic defending, he gets wrong and it's worrying. It's worrying. And now, I'm going to put things into perspective because it is Man City. It is Man City. <laughs> However, even though with, I'm saying that, I'm still thinking to myself, whether it's Man City, Barcelona or flipping Bournemouth, um, you still have to play these players. You still have to play these teams. You have to play against players and teams of a high quality. Now, irrespective of whether you're playing Bournemouth or Barcelona or Man City, you have to give a good account of yourself. And unfortunately, um, Callum Chambers didn't do that today. No. Uh, next point I've got, and I'm going to ask uh, either of you, uh, Jace or Carl, who wants to take the point on Gwendouzi's dive? 
he dives. He is a dive. It, there's not. I don't understand how they even get booked. <laughs> and what what makes it even worse is that he could have played the ball off. I can't remember who was on the left. Maybe it was Martellini. I really can't remember. Or Kolasinac. I can't remember who was down that left hand side. And he could have laid it off, and he didn't lay it off. And he decided to hold on to the ball too long, as he normally does. And then for some reason, he just dives in the box. Now, for me, that is if that was another team, we would be going ape shit. We would be like, dirty diver, he's fucking shit, blah, 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 blah. So I'm not gonna hold back from him. That was a dive, he should have got booked, and that was shit play because he could have released someone to the left hand side. I can't remember who it was, but it was just ridiculous. Yeah. Jace, you don't need to worry about not swearing now because I think Carl's done the quota for the show. <laughs> 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 I, 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 it, 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 it's just embarrassing because he'd stopped doing yeah. that at the end of the season to be fair to him he'd stopped all the nonsense the diving and um, you know it, and for, you know you, you, you can have a pop at Socrates uh, um, or, um, or or Chambers all you want okay but when you have the quality of player of Kevin De Bruyne um, Raheem Sterling etc having the freedom of the park to run on you you're not going to win. You just simply don't win. Okay, if you look at Norwich against um, uh, against Man City or Watford yesterday against Liverpool, at least there was a, a high end, a high high energy effort going into it and good organisation. If you look at um, Torreira and and Guendouzi's shape today, it was not an embarrassment. They you know, neither knew where each other were. You know, the, the, it, positioning was just didn't come into it. It was, it was gutless to be honest. With you. Absolutely gutless. Yeah. What uh, well, our luck didn't change, uh, especially with the fullbacks, and we ended up with Kalasnich going off injured. Uh, I would say who came on for him, but we didn't get that done in time because it was that man again, Carl, with Kevin De Bruyne. Just talk us through his. Uh, Next goal. If you're not on mute, that would be great. Sorry, do you know why I'm on mute? Because Danny just texted me <laughs> about something. And so I blame Danny because normally he's not even here and he's fucking asking me about shit. Um, <laughs> so, so people blame Danny. Um, yeah, the guy is a very good player, isn't he? Like, there's, there's no holding back. If I knew we had a midfielder just like him, it would be... Um, Really, really good, wouldn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, um, KDB, he, uh, the run was brilliant and he just, he used, what I like is that he used the defender as protection from the goalkeeper and he literally just opened up his foot, set the ball out and it just curled into the bottom corner. And I'm not going to blame uh, Leno for that. It would be harsh to kind of blame him for that, to say that he could have got down lower. But I think that, the guy's just phenomenal. I think that the players didn't close him down quick enough. Again, uh, Gwen Doozy um, just wasn't bad. The defenders didn't come closer to him. So it's just a comedy of errors like, for the whole team. And we need to stop players getting so close to our box and break up play. But, you know, sometimes you've got to give credit where credit's due and well done to KDB. Yeah, absolutely. Unique 79 and David Marr, you're both amazing. Thank you for those donations. Uh, Unique 79 has popped a little comment in there as well. Uh, we're on the ropes. What an utter shambles. Jace, could you uh, say 
fairer than that, I think, at the moment. Oh, just, uh, you know, um, I, I think Shambles has been kind to us, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I, I look at it, you know, it's a, it's an almost impossible task for Freddie, isn't it? It's an almost impossible task. There's him and Pear there on the sidelines trying to organise things. There's no coaching team. Whilst the committee is getting together to get a new um, uh, a new um, uh, manager in, um, you know, because Raúl and Co had faith that Unai was the right man for the job. <sighs> I, uh, you know, unfortunately, when you got mugs in charge at the top, shit falls down, and and that's where we're at at the moment, and it's depressing. And um, Petito one hundred smashes in the donation. He says, I said it before, Emery was not the problem. The whole order of the club is wrong from board to the fans. Shown to the fullest when Ozil walked off. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that bit as well because that's another bit of exciting things that happened for Arsenal. But there is one positive we can talk about before half-time. Uh, Leno's save from Kevin De Bruyne. James oh. denied him his hat-trick. Oh, that. that was like scoring a goal, wasn't it? Honestly, God, what a shot, okay? What a shot. That's a goal 99 times a 100, to be fair. Yeah. And what a save from Leno. That was, it was phenomenal, wasn't it? It was just amazing oh. to watch. I haven't seen a German fly over London since 1945. <laughs> Fuck me. Jesus. Oh, I can't funny. I remember Jürgen Kinsman diving like that. <laughs> That's my Yuri again. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Let's just leave that one lie because it's more fun to let them lie and not mention it. Uh, but that was that was half time. Unless you want to say anything about that save, Carl. But I think it was very, very good. It was um it was as good as the goal would have been, if that makes sense. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. It was like a goal yes. that's Dave. And to be yeah. honest, it was the best we were gonna get out of Man City, wasn't it? Yeah, and it goes to show how um bad we were when our goalkeeper was the best person, best player on the pitch. Yeah, for us, absolutely. Yeah, he's arguably, yeah, he's going to be player of the season, isn't he? To be um, yeah, with our um, yeah. defence and midfield as it is, it's only between two of them, Leno and Uber. Yeah, uh, and I don't think I'll be great at the moment either, to be honest with you. Nah, he probably won't be here home. in January, will he? Can't uh, see him in the summer. Yeah, right. It's half time, so you know we've got Jason here. So and there's 228 others of you in the box. There's only there's only 37 likes. Only is that it? Only 37. I thought when I did this, there'd be at least a few thumbs down as well. But no, it's none of them either. Jace, come on. Oh, chat box, chat box. There's some old favourites in there. Mark D'Souza's in there. David Keith's there. And two, three, five, one hundreds in there. Highbury squad's in there. Asof, how are we doing? And um, Josh Page is there. Formerly Norza, Logan 73. Stan the Man for 50. Thomas from Norway. Richard Gareth, Don Wan, Rudy Rastos, Gunnar Shai 77. Oh, look at you all. Everything rude, rude, everything's in there. And I got 55 likes. 55 likes. I've had to watch that bag of. Garbage, okay, and you lot think he you really can is a swearing, is he? 
<laughs> I'm really not. I've got a breakfast meeting tomorrow. And, and you, Lord, I'm shortchanging you with 55 likes. Now, let me tell you something now, okay? We've got to watch this crap week in and week out. I've had a guts full of it, to be honest with you. But no, we promise you content after every game. So the boys, you know, they're broken-hearted. Week in, week out. We, we have to watch this shower of, of, of nonsense. Wow. I, mean, I know, I know, I'm nearly, I'm nearly there, I'm nearly there. <laughs> and, and the boys are in tears sometimes, in tears. Oh, we don't have to do this, do we, Chase? Do we have to do this, Chase, really? And I say, yes, boys, we've made a promise to the listeners. We've made a promise to put out content after every game. And you lot, you think you can be like Unai Emery and put out that nonsense of 60, 63 likes. Honest to God, okay? You're like Socrates and Chambers, okay? Falling over, trying to defend. And, you know, bloody Torreira and Guendouzi wandering around in the pitch, trying to pay, pay, pin the tail on the donkey. Well, did they pay, if they pinned the tail on each other, they'd pin the tail on the donkey, wouldn't they? Honestly, God. Start hitting those like buttons, please, people, because I've had a guts full. I really have. I've had enough today. I expect 130, please. Too sweet, tappy tappy. Let's get going, because at the moment you're bringing shame on the nation, and it's just... and this nation is pretty shamed already. Exactly. Yeah, really <laughs> wow, on, please, listeners. PG Jason hits home harder than explicit Jason. Let's just say that we will continue anyway into the second half because it could only get better. Uh, Carl, we started the second half a bit like we started the first. It's fairly quick and clean um, with Aubameyang kind of getting a header on. Uh, how do you think we kind of started? Do you think Freddie gave them, I won't say hairdryer, because a man like with his hairstyle doesn't really use a hairdryer, but the equivalent a bald man uses. Um, I, I would have hoped he would have gone into the changing room and asked them what the hell they're doing or you know, to at least tighten up, do something, because we just weren't doing anything. When Doozy was running around like a headless chicken, you had Torreira, I don't know what he's trying to do. Is he a number eight? Is he a number six? Who the hell knows what Torreira is? Um, He was just up and down that pitch. You had Kolasinac not defending. You had Callum Chambers not doing defending. And you had Uber not doing much. But I guess in the second half, it would have been, come on, boys, like, let's try and keep it respectable. I think when you're 3-0 down at home to Manchester City, you can't go in a change room and say, yeah, we can win this. We can, we can, we got a chance. No, I think it would have been, come on, guys, let's keep it respectable. Let's not make this a cricket score now because, you know, this dude is for the fans. So we, 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 we started a little bit better than we finished the second half. Sorry, the first half, but still the Man City counter-attack was just killing us, I thought. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And in that kind of second second half, the way we started, we then saw one of the big t- talking points, which I think will be higher than the fact that we lost 3-0, Jace. And that's the Meza Ozil substitution. We saw it with Xhaka earlier in the season. What did you make of this one? Emil Smith-Rowe coming on to replace him. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to say anymore. Um, you know, his performance was not good enough to be called average, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, th- I thought he had a couple of good games earlier on when he came back into the team. 
Um, he, he just he, he didn't affect the game in any positive way. Um, he, he's not really great when it comes to closing down, etc. But when he, you know, he's got to expect to be pulled off on, on occasion. And the petulance he shows, I mean, is it anger at his own performance? Was it under being uh, being substituted? I don't know, but you know we've had so much of this nonsense this season now. He should know better. Um, he's supposed to be one of the leaders in the pitch uh, in this team in the squad, and he's shown zero leadership quality whatsoever. And you know he he, he looks he, he's made himself look like a fool, an absolute fool. So you know I don't know what to say. I don't. I, I genuinely am lost for words in it. You can't keep on putting these performances out and then have a strop when you get substituted. Because quite frankly, Nezit, you're an utter embarrassment. Utter embarrassment. So, you know, I, I don't know what to say. All right, let's go to Carl. Carl, what did you think of that whole thing? Because I'm sure everybody wants to know exactly what all of us think at ABW about what this... Because this is a big thing, isn't it? It's up there with... The thing uh, is... Jacker. The fans were booing because he was taking so long to get off the pitch. They weren't booing because of his performance. Yeah, he had a shit game, but they weren't booing his performance. He was just walking off the pitch like his language style, what Mesut Ozil does. That's the reason why. So for me, the fans were like, boo, come on, get off the pitch. But he didn't. He he just walked. He took too long to get off the pitch. And that's why the fans reacted the way. Did. And then he decides to react by kicking his gloves into the crowd. Like, Bro, had you would like set up a t- set up a, um, a goal or done something better on the pitch, then your ass wouldn't have been substituted. But you had a bad game. I, I think he's petulant. I think Meza Erzul is. I think for too long he's had it too good, and by that I mean when he was at. Real Madrid, he was protected, he was the star. When he was in the German national squad, he was protected, he was the star until such time. And then it's gone to Arsenal. And I think for the first time, he's actually had to work hard because at Real Madrid, they were, you know, free-flowing. Look at the team that they had at that time. And, you know, it was, he could run around the pitch and stroke the ball around left, right and centre. He's got Ronaldo in front of him who, you know, who is the best player in the world maybe barring Messi, but do you know what I mean? And he's come to Arsenal and you don't get that sort of time on the ball that you do in Spain or you do in Germany. It's it's hard pressing in England. So, and I just think that at the moment, he's not having a good time and I don't want to bring his wages into it because it, it's not about that. But, you know, bro, you, you're earning 350 grand a week. Like, you got to do something better. And there's no point doing something good against Watford or Burnley or someone like that. you got to turn it on against the big boys. And you didn't today. Today, you had a bad game. And everyone's allowed bad games. Not everyone can be a 10 out of 10 every single game. It just doesn't work like that. But Meza Ozil's 10 out of 10 games are very, very few and far between. Yeah, uh, completely agree from that one, especially under, well, post-Wenger. He's been very much a kind of, not a problem for our managers, but he seems to have gone off the boil anyway, maybe even the, after that contract sign. I think the issue with Mesut Ozil is he's so restrictive in where he can play across the pitch and he can only play, for me, in that number 10 role. Well, unfortunately, 
the, the days of that number 10 role are, are, are kind of gone. No one plays with a number 10 anymore. They play with either deep-lying mid, uh, playmakers or, or advanced playmakers. No one plays with that uh, number 10 in behind the strike. And the issue is, is that you try to put him on the left, he can't play there. You put him on the right, he can't play there because I don't want to say he's lazy to get up and down the pitch, but what Mr. Erza wants is to get the ball from the number eight, turn on the ball and play it to the uh, number nine. That's what he wants. He wants to just get the ball, play it to the striker. He just wants to move in and around that sort of 10-yard space. And he can't do that. You can't do that anymore. You have to run back. You have to help defend. And he just doesn't do that. And the problem with our midfielders as well, as you say, he's got to work harder, Okay. And to be quite frank, he's not used to it. He doesn't particularly look like he wants to do it. You know, he'll run the channels and and try to get in the way at times, but it's all a little bit half-hearted. So, mm. you know, another issue is, who would you have played there today? Because, you know, Willock, Willock was terrible in his last two performances, and you don't want to ruin that poor kid. You, you, do you know what I mean? We're... we're with the squad that we got and the injuries we have at the moment, we're kind of limited as to what setup we're going to play and how we're going to play. So I, I don't know. I, I think there's a it's, it's a really interesting transfer window coming up. It's going to be. I'm 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 intrigued to see what's going to happen because again, it's pointless play, buying players until you've got a manager in place. And, you know, without new players, who's going to want to come here? So, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Pardon me, Jason. Even sort of setting players, who's going to take Meza Urza? One, who's going to take him unless he goes to... He's no European club is going to take Meza Urza because he's not good enough. I'd an option. But then... Are they going to pay his 350 grand wages? Is, is China an option? Not anymore, is it? Come on. Oh, no. Come on. Come on. Come on. He set you up for that twice. I know. Man. I know. I, do you know what? I, I didn't clock because I was so sorry. Um, yeah. But in all oh, seriousness, yeah. like, who's going to who's gonna take him? He, he's, he cannot. He's going to have to take a. He's gonna, any club he goes to, he's going to have to take over 100 grand pay cut. Like, there's no if, ands, or buts. He's going to have to. And. Even then, you're looking at if he takes over 100 grand pay cut, you're talking who's going to pay Meza Ozil, 31 year old, 150 grand a week? No one, no one is going to pay him that. So we are stuck with him. And t- to be honest, rightly so. If Arsenal was stupid enough to give him a 350 grand contract, why shouldn't he see it out? Now, why, why, why should he then leave for the for the greater good of the club? He don't owe Arsenal anything. So. I, I, I kind of don't blame him for sitting on his contract until it runs out. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see an argument against that, to be honest. Uh, we've said it before, haven't we, across this various different shows that it's an option for us, potentially, or just stick him in the reserves. Um, but anyway, let's kind of continue with the game. Um, oh, God. Uh Hospital pass from Socrates to Callum Chambers. Another great save from Leno. I think we'll just quickly skip over that because there is some good news for you, Jace. Are you doing the Everton show next week? No, we haven't done the right line-up yet. We haven't. Ah, okay. Well, if you do, Socrates won't be there because he got a yellow card. There's your Christmas present. Happy Christmas, mate. 
you say that, but then what does that leave? Chambers and David Luiz. I don't think it matters, does it? I've got him for you, Diego. Just it just mix and match, isn't it? You know, they're not gonna have any protection from the midfield anyway, and they're, and they're not gonna do any good when they do have it. So, you know, with to be fair, it's it's just I'm really down about all this. I really am. It's, it's awful to watch. But Jason, can I ask you a question? Did you expect anything else today? Like, I did have a bit of hope actually. I thought after the Monday's result, we. Okay, maybe not win, but you know what I mean? We put a bit of a performance in. I think with Xhaka being out, we had no shape in midfield whatsoever. And I'm not saying that he either come in and we didn't want anything like that. Nothing like that. But our midfield was a disaster area. It it, it was embarrassing. Um, you know, when you look at the quality they have in attack, when you've got those runners coming at us, you know, you got class on one side. You got Maitland Niles, you know, a backup on the other. It was just, it just wasn't good, was it? And there's a total lack of direction with the team. There's a total lack of leadership on the pitch. There's a total, there's a, an absolute lack of game management skills out there. But today, I really felt there's a lack of effort. Okay, it was a, it was a lack of effort and. There was a lack of wanting to put your body on the line. And uh, although we have seen that before, you know, City didn't have to do much, did they? They didn't have to do anything. And I thought that we'd get a little bit more with the change of manager. I thought we would get a bit of a bounce. But, you know, it hasn't happened. And it's... it's it's heartbreaking to watch us at the moment, and I think we're doing a bit of damage to um uh, to um uh, some of these youngsters. You know, Maitland Niles, Gwen Doozy, they need they need some good coaches coming into this club. They really do. Okay, um, I think Freddie was calling for it, wasn't it pre-game? I, I don't know what he said. Yeah, for you, yeah, yeah uh, he was calling for well, it was during the week. Uh, he was calling for more man- uh, more coaches to come in if he's going to be taking the job for longer, basically. Not necessarily well, as a permanent, but I think in just this interim stage. And we know it, right? Seven but, you know, where's, your, where's your director of football and all this? Where is your director of football and all this? This, this, you know, this clown, San Leahy, okay, he's the biggest fraud in football. You know, you, you, you have faith in a guy who's taking you absolutely nowhere. Then you decide to sack him, and you're not giving the the, the, the interim coach the, the tools with which to to help the players. It's utterly ridiculous. It is, you know, that he angers me more than anything that suddenly he does because he's an absolute charlatan. Sorry, I'm going to stop ranting now. Over enough. That's all right. Uh, so yeah, the next thing I've got is little Lucas coming off. Willock came on for whatever difference that would make. One thing I would say though, Carl, is looking at how we finished that game, the starting, or not starting 11, the finishing 11, quite a young side eventually. What did you make of that? I think Freddie was definitely trying to say something with that, wasn't he? Trying to say, look, my... um, 
look what I've got to work with. I think that's kind of a message to the ball to say, I can only got youngsters to bring on. You need to start spending some money because not that it would have made a difference, but he had a Lacazette on the bench who didn't come on, which at three nil down, why are you going to bring him on? To be honest, there's, there's no reason. Um, and there was no one else to bring on. There was absolutely no one else to bring on. So I think that was maybe a, a sly, subtle message to the ball to say, look, look what I'm working with. You need to help me out. We need to buy in January. But as we know, January is notoriously hard to buy in, to get good players in, because no club is going to sell their good players in January. And any good player that you're going to buy potentially is playing in the Champions League. Why would a, a, um, a team, why would a team, why would a, cl- a player, sorry, sell, come to Arsenal and they're in the Europa League and, you know, it just doesn't make sense. See, I saw it slightly differently. I kind of saw it as a little bit like you saw with like Pochettino when he came in, uh, was bringing young players in because they're more likely to listen to your message. They're more likely going to work hard for you, run for a brick wall. And when you see the players that came off for them, you kind of saw that with Ozil for Smith Rowe. Like, we know Ozil's a better player than Emil. We know that. It's demonstrably so. But Smith Rowe's going to give you a bit more about it, isn't he? He's going to listen to what Freddie says. He's going to put a shift in. He's not going to be as good. He's not going to have the end products. But the same with kind of Saka. You know, would Saka play left back for Emery? Probably not. Would he do it for Freddie, though, who was his youth team coach beforehand? He'll do it for whoever's a manager, mate. But the problem I, is... Yeah, but you say that, but would Meza Ozil play, uh, play the game he's asked to do? Because he yeah, clearly but, didn't today. It's, and it's that's very, the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I, I just find that at the moment, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's very different, OK, if you've got a spine to the team asking youngsters to come in and do a job, right, huh? If you've got, you know, if you've got those experienced players who can help the youngsters develop and what have you, then it's a lot easier to do. We ha- we don't have that at the moment. We've let too much experience walk through the door. We've let leaders leave the club and what have you, okay? And we've replaced them with nobodies, okay? You know, uh, you know, uh, when well, you you look at this summer window we've had, okay? So Saliba, right? You know, long term project. Fair enough. Martinelli, long-term project, fair enough, okay? Um, even though he's doing brilliantly. Pepe, he's had one really good season and we're spunking 72 million quid in him, okay? Then you're bringing in Ceballos, who's not a regular at Real. He's an under-23 Spanish international more than anything. He's starting to play in the, in the main squad now. Who else came in the summer? Uh, David Luiz. David Luiz coming towards the end of his career. It was hard, you know, I, 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 people giving it nine or ten or an elite transfer window and you're thinking, really? Really? You know, it's... We're, we're, we're seeing, you know, you, you, you've got a war be gone. Um, Mkhitaryan gone, Ramsey gone, Welbeck gone. I know, I know Welbeck was injured all of last season. He's a big character in the dressing room. Um, Peter Cech gone. So all those le- all that leadership has left the club. And what have we replaced it with? 
nothing. Experience and, and, and quality's been gone. And, and, and it's it's just sad days. So, you know, I don't know what we expected. Well, there's a happy note to end the game on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't expect it to be on today, so I'm not prepared. But That's um, all right. No, I would like you would have come on happier, Jace, if you were prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been a bit better prepared, wouldn't I? Yeah, maybe. Right. Uh, so, yeah, as I say, that is the end of the game. People in the chat box... Carl has been gathering up some of your questions. If you've got any more, keep popping in there because I'm going to ask Carl. Carl, can you go through the questions? Ah, yes. Hold on. Uh, Danny, sorry, um, Jason, Danny said, stop banging the table and put your hands in your head because you're making them deaf. Oh, Why is he, he's not even on the show and he keeps fucking bothering us. Yeah, tell Danny to bog off, okay? Because I gave him the opportunity to come on the show. I'm not, oh, no, 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 I don't want to do it. I'm too grumpy. And now I can have I don't care. He's probably not wearing clothes, to be fair. Oh, God, don't. He's probably got, like, one page open for this and one page open for Chatterbait, so... <laughs> oh, that was worse than the <laughs> mental image I created, for fuck's sake. Right, ask some questions. <laughs> right, this... I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> right, this uh, one's to Joshua, and uh, it's from Joshua Page Wood. No, sorry, it's from Joshua no. Page. And yeah, sorry, it's all one word. Right. So, Josh, uh, would this team um, currently, right now, win the championship next season? <laughs> oh God. Oh, um, it depends who goes down with us. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because if Norwich go down, they'll probably come straight back up. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm going to answer that one with the joke of question. It was. God. Right. Uh, this is from, I'm assuming it's meant to be Andy, and maybe I'll cut off the, the why. But is relegation a serious prospect um, for things to get better at Arsenal? So, Jason, in all honesty, do you think relegation is a prospect this season? No, no, not at all. Not at all. We've got a bit too much quality um, uh, than then, then that. So, you know, well, look. We're, we're in enough trouble as it is. Okay, it's awful to watch. But when you look at the bottom three, okay, Southampton, um, Norwich, you know, <laughs> I know they're giving us a run for our money now. <laughs> okay, but you're talking seven points difference at this moment in time. Now, we won't be, you know, I think top half of the table may become an issue if it carries on like this. But, um, uh, but relegation would be an issue, no. Okay, um, all I'm going to say to that is Leeds and Newcastle, but okay. Oh, no, 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 come on, you can't compare. They were real trash. And they we were... are what? <laughs> <laughs> Not as bad as them. Hey, here's a question for you, pal, okay? Mike and Anders are just smashed into the donation. Thank you, Mike, you're starting it. And he says, what do you think the main reason is for the end of the winning culture at the club? Type of players, man just saying top four is a trophy or ownership? What's your opinion? A little from column A, a little from column B. I think the ownership definitely uh, is an issue. And I think it harks back. And I, I know this is going to sound weird, but it harks back to that season where we only bought in Petacek. That, for me, said a lot about how uh, the owners of the club, how much investment they really wanted to put in. So 
And, you know, if you're looking, you can't just look at the here and now. You have to look at the past. And I think that season, was it 2000 and... It's the years... Um, uh, 14? Was it four years ago? 16? 16? 14. Right, 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that season, for me, that is where things really started to decline and started to go downhill because we could have won the league that season 100%. Everyone was shit. Every single... T- you would never get a season like that again when every single team is shit and we could have won the league. And because of the lack of investment in Arsenal, we didn't win the league. We became second. And to be honest, we had no business coming second that uh, because we were so far behind. It's only because that, that, that scum from up the road messed up. Um, and I think that was false hope. I think they saw that, oh, look, look how bad we were and we came second and, and I think they we didn't capitalise on that at all so if it was for me yeah the board uh, Arsene Wenger staying too long I don't want to call his name because he's not with us at the moment or anymore but him being at the club for so long again was something that really really hampered us I think back to when Pep left um, Barcelona and he would have come to Arsenal. I'm telling you now, that man would have come to Arsenal. Mm. Because do you remember when Arsene Wenger was sending him tapes of how way Arsenal play? And we didn't capitalise on getting Pep because Arsene Wenger still wanted to be in charge of the club. He didn't look towards the future. Arsene Wenger looked to the here uh, and now. And that, again, was one of the things that really, really messed us up. So, yes. It, 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 you know, it, it, it's sad to see the thing because we have spent money we've spent it badly, haven't we, you know? And uh, th- th- there may be a few things going on in the background we don't know about, but, oh, it's it's, it's frustrating. Sorry, pal, carry on, buddy. All righty then. So this was my next question. Uh, Archie Q, and this one's to Josh. Um, why is Ibamian being given a free pass? He's asking for 350k and, experts, and expects the ball to come to him. I mean, the latter part is literally his game. That's what he expects. Expects the ball to be played in front of him so he can run onto it. He's not a hold-up guy. He's not a guy who's going to come deep and kind of build up play with us. He is that finisher. That's all he really is for us. Uh, why is he be given a free pass? I think, to be honest, because of his... Um, oh, what was the best way to put it? Social media. The best way... The way he interacts with fans is great, isn't it? You know, when we're playing well, and when Aubameyang's doing all the stuff on Twitter and on Instagram. We love it. We we absolutely lap it up. And people are still going to do that, even when he's playing badly. And it's one of those, you know, the last game he played bef- for Dortmund before he came to us, I think there was a stat going around saying he was he had less than a dozen touches in the entire game. That's his game. He's not going to have more than 30 touches in the game, generally. And he'll score from three of them. But it's the entire team around him that is causing him to not look good. And that's what he needs in order to look good is a team functioning around him. He's not going to create something on his own. Have to agree. Um, but all our players are, are not playing at the best of their ability at the moment. So you just got to hope that in time um, they find their form. Right. Jason, this one's from uh, Oscar, and he says, should Freddie give the youngsters the Premier League games and put all his eggs in the Europa League basket? No, you still have to compete on the on the, on the, um, uh, on the league stage. That's your bread and butter. Uh, combined with that, if you just put the youngsters, on, you know, and, you, you do, and, and we're struggling for quality as it is, okay, without enough quality to help them, 
we could be in real trouble. Do you, do you know what I mean? And mm. you, you, you look at Gwen Doozy at the moment, you know, he's been vastly overhyped by a fan base. Vastly. You know, but the poor kid's also on a hiding to nothing. You know, he he he, he, he also he's, he's on a hiding to nothing at the moment. You see him making the Niles struggling. Saka, he wasn't great when he came on, was he? He asked as to a role that he's not used to. You, do you know what I mean? You, you, you can't hang these kids out to dry. They need some experienced pros with them to help them through it, to help them develop. So, no, can't do that. Can't do that. By the way, guys, there's a couple of people going on with Usmanov in there. Let's get something straight. Alicia Usmanov is a terrible human being. Okay? Um, let's not make him out to be some sort of white knight or anything like that, okay? He promised a lot of things, but this you dig you dig deep into Alicia Ismanov and he's a he's a bad person, a really bad one. So, you know, let's not make him out to be some sort of knight that would have saved us. All right. Josh, this one well, we kind of answered this one. So <laughs> well, I'll do this quickly because we kind of answered this question. But Josh Thomas from Norway says, could we finish? Um, in the lower half of the table or will we turn it around slightly? I think finishing in the lower half of the table, certainly, we can see from the table how close it is in that mid-table. Are we a mid-table club? The way we're performing, absolutely. Uh, you know, some people were talking about relegation form. But, you know, one win in 10, is it we're at the moment? Mm-hmm. You know, mid-table is certainly a possibility for us, to be honest. And, you know, as much as we laughed about Europe, uh, Europa League and being in it will feel bad not being in it next season if we finish like 8th or ninth. tend to agree with you definitely uh, Jason uh, Nazkia uh, says is there a manager out there that could sort this defence out or do we need to sell the lot and start again I, 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 th- I think well, you know, we have to look at this holistically as any new manager would coming in okay? it's not just about the defence we keep on hearing, you know, it's like, it's like we give the, I, I put, sorry, gave the midfield a hard time earlier on. It's not just their fault either, to be honest. They, you know, it, it, we defend as a team. You need a good experienced manager who knows what he's doing here. But, you know, you defend from the top. Okay. So that starts with Aubameyang or Lacazette, wherever it is, at the top of the tree. That's who we're defending starts. And that's where he'll start. Okay. But, yeah, you know, Allegri could sort it out, to be fair. Allegri would sort it out. Conte would sort it out. I think Simeone might, but I'm not a big fan of Simeone. Okay? Um, but, yes, you know, I think Allegri will get a tuner of a lot of these players, a lot more of a tune than we're getting at the moment. Okay? Um, uh, you know, <laughs> it's difficult days at the Arsenal, and it starts... Defending starts from the front, and we've got to start doing that as a team. Agreed. And one question from me, because we've run out of question, is to both of you quickly: uh, any manager to bring in right now, who would it be, Josh? Oh, to bring in right now, so they have to be available. Uh, I think the it's, it's someone like Allegri, isn't it? To be honest, because he's the best candidate out there that's readily available Pochettino isn't happening in a month of Sundays at all uh, I think when Poch, would you take him he's not coming but would you uh, take him would I take Pochettino 
yeah, to rebuild us. I don't think he'd be able to take us to the next level. I think that's why he got sacked, to be honest. But to get us back into a position and be competitive, yeah, I would. He'd get the youth through, wouldn't he? But do we need the interim manager to get us to the levels that we need to get to and then get a manager to take us to the next level? Because we are very far from Champions League right now. Very far. I'm, I'm sorry, all this talk of, oh, do we need an interim manager to, to, to get a CA from there? No, we need a manager who will start looking and sorting things out. Now, normally, managers are about four or five years nowadays. Is that the average? It's not even that, is it? Um, no, oh, it's not, is it? The sixth longest serving manager in the Premier League at the moment is Graham Potter and he came in in the summer. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, look, you've just got to go for the best person available who you think is has got a vision for the for the club, etc. But like with Allegri, we, we, we spoke um, on last week's pod about it. The club, you know, he asked the club, why should I come here? And the club thought he's too, you know, oh, he's too big for his boots. You need a winner to come in here. You know, because at this moment in time, Raul, Vinay and Co have screwed the pooch badly. These guys look like, you know, it's a clown show at the moment. You know, we don't have enough coaches at the club. We don't have this. We don't have that. They had faith in Unai Emery turning around with what, what was toxic form. The form was awful. We could all see it. Yet, you know, Raul Sunday, he still got faith in him. You know, the guy's got mug written all over him. But, you know, it, it's... I don't know, I, you know, they just need to bring in somebody who's got a vision, who understands how to get the best of these players and give him a short go and back him. So saying that, who's your, who's your pick, Josh? I mean, sorry, Jason, who's your pick? Allegri. Allegri. You know, there's, yeah. there's no, there's no guarantee anybody's going to su- succeed, is it? You know, because no. it doesn't work out for certain p- players, stroke managers, certain clubs. But he's got a breadth of experience. His Juventus team knew how to defend. His Milan team knew how to defend. So you know, it's uh, yeah. he's he's got all that experience to call upon. And you know, we do have some very, very good players here. But he needs to get the most out of what we got and ditch what he thinks. You know, we, we don't need because, you know, I, I think he's the kind of the guy who can start um, uh, start something, you know, and really put, put into play, you know. But, but let's wait and see what happens because there's no sign of anybody coming at the moment, is there? No. And from what Freddie is kind of, well, thank you to Neil uh, in the chat box for putting in one of the things that Freddie has said from his post-match Uh Interview is just, uh, what has he said? Just get it for verbatim. Uh, I've said to them, as in the club, they need to make a decision. We are here to help and the staff are trying to chip in. But a decision has to be made so that we can have the same resources as other, and I think that's going on to say other clubs or other sides. Uh, it's more down to, again, because I'm saying about coaches. Uh, Emery left with, what, all, he had seven members of staff, didn't he? Yeah. They're all gone. The under-23s, I think I heard on commentary, are out in Bali at the moment. So all those coaches are out. It's just it's just uh, Freddie. Uh, yep. <laughs> Sal, Sal Bibbo. That's it, I think. Just those three. Oh, we're just sugar. Around. Yeah, kicking around. Oh, <laughs> if you didn't laugh, you'd cry, wouldn't you? It's, oh, it's just... It's, yeah. 
it's almost like they just have no inkling of what to do. And that's what's really sad. That's what's really bad. Like, as listen, as fans, we can all sit here and we can say, oh, yeah, I would do this and I would do that. But the thing is, the ideas that we are putting forward are not far-fetched. It's not like we're saying, oh, yeah, we've got to bring in Messi and Ronaldo and we're going to win the league. Like, no, no one's saying that. We're simply saying the man wants to do his job. Give him the tools to do yeah. his job. That's all we're saying. And it's kind of like, we are Arsenal Football Club. Um, what's it been? Two weeks since he's gone? And I'm not saying... Oh, yeah, it's longer than that, Carl. It's longer than that, yeah. Okay, so even now, you're thinking to yourself, right, how is, like, you're thinking to yourself, this is Arsenal Football Club, and in, in three weeks, you cannot appoint a manager. Like, come on, let's be serious now. Do you remember what um, Don Raul said? When Arsenal knock, it's a kind of knock, yeah? That's what the man said. The man said, when Arsenal knock, it's a different kind of knock. So are we not knocking any doors now, like, to get a manager? Do you know what I mean? It, it, you, you can't have it one way and not have it the other. I just think it's ridiculous that, like you said, three weeks since Unai Emery's left and we haven't appointed a manager. I think it's just ridiculous. Yeah, we sacked him on the 28th of November. We've so, yeah. had five games under Freddie. I just think it's, 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 it's bad because by now you should have identified who you want and right now you should be talking wages what do we need to get you out whether it's a person from a club um i don't know who the, the thing is there's not even nothing in the in in the ether to say oh yeah we're definitely going after this person there's talk too much talk about this person and that person and that person this person do you know what i mean it's just right now before man city if it's arteta before man city leave the stadium the board should be saying to Arteta, come on, let's go up to the boardroom. Let's have a little talk. Like, and I don't know who it is. And it's just ridiculous. If it's going to be Freddie to the end of the season, say, all right, Freddie, it's going to be to the end of the season. What coaches do you want us to bring in? And we'll get them in. But there's just nothing from the club. Absolutely nothing. No. And I think that's why Freddie's going out to, to mention it, isn't he? That he just needs coaches, to be honest. And I'm sure there's plenty of ex-players that are doing scouting for us. And... Uh, technically on our books we can get in I know Keown does scouting for us we're going to get him along to Colney well, he, he, uh, he coached the defence yeah we had the run to the Champions League final and yeah. then he, you know he wasn't um, uh, he wasn't brought back afterwards so bringing in people like that would do a job at this moment in time yeah and that's what we need don't we we need interim but, staff yeah but yeah, even you know, people yeah. like Dennis Bergkamp like he's not doing nothing and what, do you imagine the morale that would do to bring someone like Dennis Bergkamp back to the club like even if he just said, Dennis, you're only going to be here until the end of the season, he would come. He definitely would come because he wouldn't have to fly anywhere. He literally would just be at London Coney, coach the team, and then that's it. I don't know. Like, maybe it's too simplistic for our, us fans to look at it that way. But... And, uh, look, I, I, I think, you know, from, from if, if you look since, since okay, so since Arsene left, okay, you know, I even had his. Um, your magical triumvirate of Raul and Sven, etc. Then Ivan goes, and there's the the big, you know, a power struggle between Sir Raul and everybody else. Raul comes up on top. Sven's leaving. The briefing starts. Um, same happened to Burgess over the summer. You know, he's going, and what have you. You you look at the, you know, and you look at how much how many players left 
and all that experience and leadership in the summer, and you look at what's left, we've almost been set up to fail. And now Freddie, you know, there's him, Bebo, and, and Pear on the training pitch, you know. They spend half their time getting the corns back in and out. Do you know what I mean? You know, and and it's 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 utter incompetence. It's utter incompetence where we are. It's embarrassing, and you know, people on the go, Freddie, have a crack at him all you want, but don't tell me this guy has got the experience uh, and and the co- and, and the support to it to be, to be able to succeed because he just hasn't. And that's not his fault. That's not his fault. And that's the thing. It really isn't. Like, he's he's been given a job, but he hasn't been given the tools to do this job. So when he... There's only so much that he can do. There's only... He needs help, you know. I know for a fact that we've got the under-23s goalkeeper now training our goalkeepers. And it's kind of like... Goalkeepers need that help. Goalkeepers need that you know, one-to-one, this is what you do, you know, the, and there's only so much you can do there. So, and does it suffer? So if you've got the under-23s goalkeeper coaching our first team, does our under-23s now suffer because they don't have a goalkeeping coach? So, do you know what I mean? It's, the ball just needs to step up and need to do, and someone has to be appointed this week. There's no, I don't, if we go into the Christmas period without a manager or without definition of who is going to be the manager, if it was going to be Freddie or another person, then you just know that this club has got no business plan whatsoever and they just don't care. Well, I thought we'd get something positive out of this game, but... <laughs> I was positive going into it. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Jace was positive into it. Uh, should we be positive going out of it? We've got uh, Everton next week. Yeah. Uh, they'll be in charge. Well, they hopefully they've got a new manager because Duncan Ferguson will scare the living crap out of all our players, <laughs> let alone his own ones. Um, but I think we shall wrap up the show. Thank you to everybody who has interacted with us or listened. Uh, there's 206 of you watching at the moment, 101 likes, two thumbs down. Come on, we can do better than that. Go on, just stick something in there. But I will say a big thank you to. Gabrielle, J-Rob, Unique79, David Marr and Michael Hernandez for all donating during the show. And also to Richard Morris, Sam Ruth and Ali for all your PayPal donations as well. Danny, for fuck's sake, stop backseat driving. Yes, I'm doing it. Oh, shut Um, up. (laughs) Anyway, thank you, Carl, for being here. Anytime, anytime, anytime. And Jason, thank you for stepping in for John Welsh, who is, I don't know, what he's doing. He's uh, too much uh, porn me, me on and John, machine. Me and John, John Welsh is struggling after strippers last night, isn't he? I think so. Nice. I think that's the real reason. It's nothing to do with his motherboard. Well, mm. maybe someone's mother. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I was going to say switch this shit off, but then I realised I'm the one that uh, has to turn it off. So, Josh. Uh, Josh. Switch this crap off, please. Thank you, Jason. Bye. Oh, hashtag okay. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business.